Welcome to the Sharp 600, brought to you by Covers.com. I'm Rob Cressy, and I'm super excited to be jamming with you. And joining me on today's show is Andrew Cayley, Senior Publishing Editor from Covers.com. You can follow him on Twitter at Covers underscore Cayley, and that is Cayley with a C. Andrew, <laughs> great to have you back on the show. Great to be back. Great to be uh, supporting my Blue Jays, even though they're not playing. This is a retro Joe Carter jersey for you. I just can't come on the show without rocking a retro jersey for you. And by the way, shout out to that because I really like that exact Blue Jays uniform. And I think it's really the typography of the lettering I've liked. And I've always liked the actual Blue Jay logo itself. I think, right, with the baseball right there, I <laughs> yeah. think as a whole, the Blue Jays – uh, jerseys and logos, I would put them in the top third of baseball logos that I like. Yeah, it's, uh, I, was, uh, I was distraught for a long time as, as a Blue Jays fan when they were the, uh, they had the, the black unis and it just said the Jays with the aggressive J, like very little blue on the uniform. I, was, I didn't have Blue Jays gear for a long time. So when they came back with the uh, revamped, like, take on the old school Jays stuff, it was, it was a relief because they're the Blue Jays. and it, There should be blue on the jersey. <laughs> 100%. And I have to give a shout-out to the Blue Jays jerseys of the George Bell era, the powder blue ones. Those are my absolute favorites right there because, for me, that's when my love of baseball really started. So in the 80s or early to mid to late 80s right there, that's when I really loved the Blue Jays. So the Jesse Barfields, the George Bells, all the way up to uh, the Dave Stewarts. And I wasn't really a Joe Carter guy because I wasn't a Blue Jays fan, but I was a baseball card collector. So there's certain Blue Jays that I really liked. Yeah, Kelly Gruber was another one that I remember, Tony Fernandez. So I have a history just as a sports fan for liking certain Blue Jays. Jimmy Key and Juan Guzman are two of my all-time favorite oh, Juan Blue Jays Guzman. pitchers. Love those Jerry Curls, man. And the blue glove. He had that blue glove. And when I was a kid, everybody wanted the Juan Guzman blue glove. It was like, you can have a blue glove? That's so cool. <laughs> right. And for me, Juan Guzman, he's the type of player in fantasy baseball you would love to have on your team. He was good and super electric. He was almost like the original Pedro, even though Pedro yeah. was much better. Much better. But he had, he had a stint there from a about 91 to 95 where he was striking out an awful lot of batters yeah very much so so this is not a Toronto Blue Jays podcast <laughs> however what we are going to be jamming about today is the KBO the Korean baseball organization and how to bet it because right now we still have very few options in terms of what we as sports fans can bet on but one of my joys of the quarantine in the last few months has actually been following you and Josh and Brandon from the covers team posting your KBO bets because I'm living vicariously through you <laughs> and seeing both the joy and the anguish and the bad beats and the bad fielding or the almost bad fielding of the, can you believe this just happened? So what we want to do here is sort of break down how you're betting on the KBO, what is it? How are you doing your research? Uh, how to really think about betting it? Because I think one of the very first things that I thought about was, oh, I would just immediately do all overs because of some of the things that you're, you're posting. But that is not exactly all the case. So let's, let's start with this for the KBO. 
this is on super early in the morning. <laughs> like, give us some insight into the consumption of the KBO. Uh, for me personally, I live on the east coast of Canada, like the very east coast. Um, so the games for me start about at 6.30 a.m. Eastern time. Um, and by the time I'm up and at my desk for work, I get about the seventh inning on. So every morning I get a sweat <laughs> nice. because in the KBO, there is no such thing as a safe bet. There are some very excellent starting pitching in the league, uh, but the bullpens have been a little more like you don't trust them as much. And it's a league where definitely anything can happen at this point. So, so no lead is safe. And, uh, yeah, so you wake up very early. Uh, ESPN broadcasts one game per day. Um, it's kind of difficult to find all the other games unless you're using a VPN sort of thing uh, for some outside stream sort of thing. Um, but the ESPN one is good. And um, there are some uh, online books that do have the streams if you fund your account. So uh, uh, just search up for some of the online books out there. They can uh, provide some help there as well. And yeah, uh, the best day though is my favorite day of the week right now. I love Saturdays because for me, uh, the games start at 2 a.m. and there's been um, a few UFC events before them recently. So you stay up and you, you try to stay up for as long as possible watching uh, some KBO games. And I was up till about 4.30 the last Saturday just watching my KBO. Just because, like, I love following my bets for one, but at heart, I'm just a baseball nerd. Like, I love watching baseball. And the quality of this sport is is pretty good. Uh, the other one that uh, Josh, uh, my, my co-workers, Josh and Brandon, they also referenced the CPBL quite a bit, uh, uh, which is the Taiwanese Professional League. And that one's a little more iffy when it comes to defense. Like, they, you'll, you'll see them toss the ball around quite a bit. But the fundamentals in the KBO are, are pretty great. And on top of that, they it's a fun league. You see the bat flips in this league. It's it's fun. And the guys seem to all be having fun. They hit a lot of home runs. But at the same time, it's a contact league. Um, so lots of action. It's been, it's, been, it's been a joy to watch. Hold up. From our friends at Covers Experts, here's an exclusive offer for the Sharp 600 listeners only. Get 25% off any Covers Experts product when you use promo code SHARP25. Take advantage of this limited time offer. Save a little money and follow the pros all the way to the bank. Again, that's SHARP25 for 25% off any product. Woo! To frame some of this, two of the more notable players in MLB that came from the KBO, Hun Jin Ryu, who just had a phenomenal year, as well as Jung Ho, Jung Ho Gung from the Pittsburgh Pirates, who has been back and forth in terms of he had a lot of other issues. But those are two notable players. So let's get to sort of how you are betting the KBO in doing research. So let's take into the mindset of it because the listener says, all right, Robin Andrew, I'm down to bet the KBO. I know nothing about it. So how do I become an informed better and not just flush my bankroll down the toilet? So let's start with this. How are you doing your research for this? Well, first off, I've uh, I just have been searching for reliable sources um, on Twitter and websites. Um, my KBO, um, uh, my KBO. 
Stats is a great site. There's the one called Fancy KBO Stats, which is great. Um, the KBO official league is, has now released an English site as well. So that's there. And so I've tried to compile as many resources as possible because I don't go in, admittedly, like I'm going into this, I don't know anything about the KBO. Like you said, I know Winjin Ryu. Uh, and now Blue Jay, of course, is <laughs> had a lot of success there. And I know Eric Thames was the MVP there in like 2015, another former Blue Jay as well. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so you, you're really starting from scratch. But the basics for me were, this is still baseball. Like the mindset I got myself into was, this is still baseball. And baseball is in this time where we're lacking sports. Baseball has always been the sport where when you're betting, stats matter the most in baseball than any other sport. So if you can find a site with reliable stats uh, and, and once you have enough of, the, of that data compiled, things are gonna kind of, you're going to be able to get a good picture of things and then make um, good estimated bets sort of thing and make the best bets possible. Um, so like I said, my KBO... Uh, stats.com is a great one fancy kbo stats is the other and i also use the english version of the kbo league site and that's where i start all my digging and and then after the digging the stats that i i dig for are the same stats that i dig for if i was betting mlb i know there are a lot of differences between this league and mlb baseball but the basics are the same i'm looking at starting pitchers i, I love whip i'm a big whip guy like base runner sometimes you can get lucky with eras and eras don't always tell the whole story for me it's whip if a guy is consistently getting guys on base they're eventually going to start letting those guys in so ugly i'm looking for whips uh fip is a good stat for for people who don't know it um it accounts for like if they had average fielding for every ball in play sort of thing um and then i love i love hitting hitting splits like how does this team hit against left-handed pitching how does it seem hit against right-handed pitching? What's and then what's the ERA's uh, the bullpen's ERA? What's the starters' ERA? So I try to break down the games as many ways as possible, and that's where I'm trying to find the angles. All right. So now with this, what type of bets are you doing in terms of are you doing run lines over unders? Because I want to get sort of the beginner's guide to KBO, so someone listening to this can say, "Great, I'm going to bet the KBO moving forward." The ways that I want to think about it are, boom, are you taking a money line? Are you taking a run line? Are you doing overs or are you doing unders? D dig a little bit more into that side of things. Well, like I said, you have to do the research. This league came out and there was a lot of runs scored early on. And um, these books weren't exactly sure what the numbers should be. Um, and a lot of overs hit early. And but now books are starting to adjust. Like for instance, yesterday um, a game between the Doosan Bears and the KT Wiz, which are the two uh, arguably the league's two best hitting teams, but they also have the league's two worst ERAs. Um, but uh, yesterday's total was a very high Colorado Rockies esque thirteen for their game. So it gives you pause to be like, oh, okay, so books are starting to pick up on this, and. Uh, like I said before, there's a lot of basics still I still use. Um, even though there isn't really a home and away advantage, I don't find that there is in baseball in terms of crowd, but there is the advantage in terms of the last at bat. So there is a little extra value. For instance, if you have a home, a sli I like slight home dogs and still, and for, with run lines, I like 
uh, run line favorites on the road because you're guaranteed that at bat, like a run line favorite at home. You don't say they're up one at the top of the ninth. You're not going to get that at bat in the bottom of the ninth to make that two runs. So I like when you're looking at run lines, I prefer favorites on the road. So you guarantee the nine at bats. Um, and on top of that, I just, I still, the starting pitching data is, is the best data to consume. It's, it's the best to help you analyze what a game's going to be. So then you can start also looking at five innings. This is something we look at at MLB a lot, uh, is five inning run lines, five inning money lines and five inning totals. So it, when you have that starting picture data, you know what you're getting. This is like, it's on there, it's out there. And a lot of these sites too, they have a lot of stats from previous years as well. So you can see how a pitcher is going to do against the, the Kia Tigers sort of thing. You know how the, you know, this guy has pitched well against them in the past and he's comfortable say in that stadium. Um, all that data is out there and trying to eliminate as many variables as possible is the best way to go about that. And I think this is a very important thing because for a casual better, you may see first five innings. I don't understand this. This doesn't really make sense. It's almost like trying to quantify in basketball when someone's doing a first half bet. It's a little bit harder if it's like a minus two and a half or plus two and a half. You're like, I don't, I don't really get it. But I think the key thing to note right here is taking the bullpens out of the equation because as you'd mentioned, the bullpens are traditionally bad. And from what I read, there is, seems like there's a disparity in talent. It can be very good and then not good. And because mm. of this, you can see these big swings one way or another. And to add some more context to what you mentioned in terms of the over-unders, and this comes from Josh's article on covers. Uh, it says Korean baseball is offense-friendly, averaging 9.1 total runs per game last year. Totals usually from 8.5 and 9.5 all the way up to 12 and a half and 13. So if you've got top end starters, we're going to be looking at the eight, eight and a half. But if you're seeing stuff that is 11 and a half and above, you can expect it to be less than desirable starters. And that means that the bullpen's going to get in a little bit earlier, which means there's going to be a higher variability in terms of the expected outcome for runs. Yeah, exactly. And um, on top of that, uh, one other thing to look at, is which teams are you were talking about the talent gap disparity um there each team has three import players as well and we mentioned thames he was a guy who went over there and, and raked for the mvp but the teams that seem to be doing the best right now are the ones who use those import roster spots the best most of them are used on starting pitchers uh it seems but there's a few hitters out there that uh that are really, really uh, successful. Uh, the Doosan Bears, Jose Manuel Fernandez, Miguel, sorry, Jose Miguel Fernandez. I, I forget if it's Manuel or Miguel. Like, apologies, Jose. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, he's hitting almost 500 this year right now. And I don't care what level of baseball you're playing. Uh, that's very impressive. But uh, uh, about these import starters, um, the point I want to get to is that uh, there's a lot of data from AAA in the States. Most of these are guys who have had a cup of coffee in the big leagues or have been career minor league or sort of thing. And they just said, okay, mess, uh, who cares? We're going to go over to Korea and we're going to try this out. And guys who have had a lot of AAA success and even like somewhat of a major league success, like ERA is around five or so, even six. They've, that's translated well to the KBO. So there is some, 
some data out there as well. If you go to a place like Baseball Reference and you see a guy like Mike Wright for the Dinos, you can see his, his stats over on Baseball Reference and see how he did. Oh, he dominated AAA. So it's not surprised. Like, he's got good stuff. He just he just didn't have the stuff to do it in the majors. So And that, that plays well. I, I'd say the talent is a little less than, like, major league quality, obviously. But uh, it's not too far off. Now let's look at the live betting side of things and the potential opportunity that is there because I continue to love live betting because you're able to use what you see or value can become more apparent. And the, the best example that is always out there is the Chiefs run in the playoffs when yeah. Patrick Mahomes, anytime they're getting down, well, if they're laying nine to start the game and then they get down 14, all of a sudden you say, listen, they have a greater chance of coming back as opposed to, let's call it the league average team, if we would be creating our, our own form of a version there. So talk to us a little bit more about the live betting side of things. And is there anything, one, do you do live bets with the league? And two, what are you looking for in terms of opportunities? It's, it's, the Chiefs are a perfect example because, like I said before, anything can happen in this league. Um, uh, I know what I know about the league. And if I see that, I know the Bears are a good hitting team. And if I see them down, buy a run in the seventh or eighth inning by the time I'm up in the morning, I'm, I might be inclined to put a, a money line wager on them just because I know they can come back at any time. Um, live betting is, is tremendous for the KBO. It's, it's very stressful, but it's very fun. Um, that's what I'm doing most Saturday mornings at 2 a.m. I'm, I'm waiting for the games to start. And it's, it, it's a good way to hedge your bets as well. If you're, if your teams, if your plays that you've uh, pregame plays that you've put in haven't gotten off to a good start, there's there's chances for middling, uh, which is uh, um, for those who don't know is a way to win both sides your bet sort of thing a and hedging. Um, oh, I don't like this team as much anymore, so I'm going to put a little <laughs> a little cash on the other side now. At least I'll come away with a little bit of profit. But uh, the games are always so fluid. Um, you can get a I like looking at the totals for live betting as well. Like if you see a couple runs early, you can jump on that. Like the, those totals are going to go up quick. So jump on those, those, uh, those live betting totals early, because if they're scoring early, they're probably going to be scoring late too. And uh, uh, it's just a lot of fun. So that's actually an interesting point because hypothetically speaking, let's say there's three runs in the first and we'll just take it to game that has an over under of 10, which would be middle of the road for all of this different stuff. So one would say, all right, well, if they scored three already and then the over under on the live betting moves up to 12 and a half or 13, all of a sudden there's this variance there that couldn't there be more value since they've gotten their runs early to take the under on it. But then you're saying, wait a second, if they've got, if they scored three runs in the first, then there's a better chance of things continuing to um, hammer home because maybe the logic would be the scoring runs early. That means that the starting pitching is going to be out there less. I mean, they're going to get to the bullpen quicker, which is even a higher risk than the original starting pitching, which you said is the most reliable thing that we can work on. <laughs> Am I reading exactly. this correctly? Yeah. And, 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 it's not like you're you're the Tampa Bay Rays. You're looking at the Tampa Bay Rays here, and the starters out after two innings, and you're like, "Oh crap!" Now we got to face this this bullpen for six innings, or the Yankees bullpen for six innings, and you're like, "Oh, are we going to score a run?" 
it's not the case. There are a few good – I'm not going to say there's no good relievers in the KBO, but uh, like you said, the the talent variance is, is quite drastic between that and the starters. Uh, I love getting to bullpens in the KBO, especially if you're betting overs. <laughs> so, Andrew, love the information you're providing us here on the KBO. I know, obviously, with this being a day-to-day basis from a betting side, it's kind of hard for us to start giving picks out – for this, but is there anything that you want to leave us with that might be able to help the better on top of what you said in terms of picks or things that you're looking for, like a final button? Uh, going into this weekend, the Bears have been like the Doosan Bears. I've mentioned them a few times. They've started the season. They started the season as the best hitting team and with the worst team ERA. They were the perfect overbet. Uh, but the bats have really cooled off recently, and so maybe the numbers are the numbers have dropped a bit. But I don't think it's going to be um, a sustained thing. Like the, the lineup's very solid; it's it's a very good lineup for the KBO. And uh, maybe we'll get some lower totals here uh, that are closer to like the ten and a half, eleven kind of range, and then we can attack those those overs again. Another team to to look for some value in is the SK uh, Wervins. They uh, they started the year four and sixteen, and they're now eight and seventeen. They're in a, they're on a six game winning streak now, so that's pretty good. They were the second place team last year, and they just came out of the gates just completely flat. So there's going to be some value in um, in betting them going forward. And another team to look at is the Dinos, and I hope we haven't missed this window as well. They started the season. They're in a bit of a slump right now. They've lost three of their last five games, but they won 17 of their first 20. So three of five is a slump. <laughs> uh, but they're still in first place, and I don't. Uh, there will be some. There's some lines we can take advantage of because <laughs> because of this little losing streak, uh, and they're going to start to get. They're come down back down to earth a little bit, and uh, I hope that there's some value to be had with them. They're still the best pitching team, and their hitting is is, is among the best in the league. Andrew, I always love jamming with you about everything. Where can everybody connect with you? You can find me at uh, covers.com. My, my article is up every single day, and you can find me on Twitter at covers underscore KO. And as always, I want to hear from you. Have you bet any KBO and or would you bet? If so, let Andrew and I know. You can hit me up on Twitter at Rob Cressy. Make sure you use hashtag Sharp600 and be part of our community, and also make sure to tag at covers. And the number one thing you can do that can help us out, if you enjoyed this podcast or any of the Sharp 600 podcasts, throw us a bone, give us a rating and review and subscribe on iTunes because that's how we can build our community and others can find out about the show. And when you give us some love, we will show you some love and give you a shout out on the podcast. And remember, if you want to be a sharp, don't be a square with your bankroll, be disciplined with your money. Management. The Bocadella Devil hit you with the rap level of 10. The one, two, three, your pen. I get action. So everybody jump with your rope. Cause you like the way the sound pump, pump it in your black trunk. And let loose with the juice when I do rock. I'm too hot. Some say I got more juice than two pops.